What up, fam? Welcome back. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, Welp son. <laughs> Welcome back. All right, one more time. Let's take it take from two. the top. What up, fam? Welcome back to another episode of The Bomb Hole. This is number four. Grand Diesel. We sat down with Zach Hale, man. What's up with that? Man, the hailstorm does a tell all. He had us fucking laughing so hard, I was almost tearing up at some point. Those, those party stories with the monster crew, man. Yeah, what he, else? he parties like an absolute rock star. I mean, his journey as a young kid, he started making a lot of money when he was really young. And then he started killing the rail jams. He started filming video parts, linked up with Lick the Cat. He's got an X Games silver medal. I mean, he's definitely got a incredible list of accolades. Yeah, this kid is on a roll, man. And sit back, check this episode out. We also want to say, man, thanks so much for all your... Uh, listens and the views you're giving us we are so hyped yeah the love and support has been like almost overwhelming so we really appreciate you guys we'll stop talking and get into episode four let's go do this you are listening to the bomb hole podcast it's gonna be very hot it's gonna be very uncomfortable for everybody <laughs> the bomb Okay, okay, here we are. Another day at the bomb hole. We got the usual suspects. We got myself. We got Stony Buds. What's up? How we doing, Buds? Doing pretty good, man. I'm hyped. Yeah, you hyped I'm for hyped, the guy we got dude. in the seat over here yeah, today? Pretty exciting character right here. Yeah, we got Zach Hale, aka Hailstorm. Hailstorm. How we doing today, Hale? In the booth. Here in at the, the booth. bomb hole. Sweaty yep. palms, a little nervous. Mom spaghetti <laughs> bombing on my t shirt already. <laughs> Here with the boys. Eminem, 8 Mile. Here to talk shit for an hour and a half. <laughs> you got sweaty palms over this, huh? You guys got sweaty palms. I know, That's it was kind dang. of, the intro was playing, I was like, oh, I got a little, I'm kind of sweating right now. <laughs> so, you're kind of like the, like, Temecula Inland Empire kid, right? Cali, Cali kid? Yeah, 909. 909. Got it till I die. Ooh. Yeah. Big Bear San Bernardino, not Temecula. It's yeah. more of the dirt bike scene. Okay. Monster Scratch fucking fits nicely <laughs> in the 909 area. Good. Lifted. Yeah, the Monster it's, Scratch is huge in the 909. It's an aphrodisiac <laughs> over there, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. Lifted truck, Monster Wrap, dirt bike in the back. Oh, yeah. Probably not going dirt biking just to the grocery store, but still got it in there. Listening to Little Xan or something, the <laughs> Inland Empire. I, 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 I feel like it was like, like, like Blink 182 back. <laughs> you know, blonde, blonde girl in the passenger seat with extensions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All these puffy tongue etnies. Oh, just some fatties. Some DC uh, mantecas oh, or something. Oh, my God. Um, the fact that I've made we, it out of there. Yeah. We, you know what we got to talk, though, is we, I just want to go right into Midget Mafia. Oh, yeah. Midget Mafia. I mean, that was a crew of us. And what age group? We were... I mean, I want to say it started when I was like nine years old, and it kind of had its heyday from like nine to twelve. You know, it started that young at nine. I mean, we were all so young, yeah. at, like during that time, and um, it kind of started out with Anthony and Lenny Mazzotti's mom, who was like kind of like the ringleader of it. You know, she was like make us these jean jackets with like midget mafia on the back and a bunch of like nine year old kids running around in like oversized clothes. You know, so <laughs> yeah. you know, and it, it kind of started off with that, and then we all started to grow up a little bit. And then it kind of turned into us just terrorizing the mountain. Like, you know, it was big bear, big bear, you know, in uh, us throwing snowballs at people off the lift. And <laughs> you're already good at nine. You're already pretty. You guys we were sponsored. Right? Yeah, you were like sponsored. Were you sponsored at that point? Yeah, I was um, nine years old. Yeah, That's I was. Yeah, I was getting, I mean, I was getting stuff from sessions and um, 
Nidecker was giving me boards at the time. And all of us, it was, it's kind of funny because all of us were, there's just a group of kids that were all getting all this free product and stuff. And we all hung out together in Big Bear. And it was, it was definitely an interesting time. It was fun. Can, you know? can we talk about the fits? I mean, we're talking like nine-year-old kids wearing like giant Tech Nine jackets, giant Tech Nine <laughs> pants, like looking like Junior Bacon Bradshaws. It was just like incredible. Junior Bacon. Well, yeah, the- then that's like, so then that, it kind of evolved. And then Tech Nine came into the picture, you know, you and Cole, yeah. and then, you know, saw us. And we all started getting these just ginormous Tech Nine fits. We didn't, you know, like, we didn't make smalls. You know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I remember I had I had this yellow, ja- oh, yellow nice. jacket. Oh, yellow. And I wanted it so bad. And um, you guys had a rap. His name was Chicken. Sean, chicken. Sean, oh, Sean shouts Sims chicken. Neil. Shouts yeah. to Chicken. You know, and he had one yellow jacket, and it was. I was like, I want that. I don't care what size it is. It was like a men's medium or something. Yeah, that was I'm the probably we made back then. You know, I'm like five <laughs> foot. You know, it's like down to my knees riding around bare. You guys look good. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, all of us, and we all had these crazy baggy fits. It was I mean, so, so G- Did you guys idolize Bradshaw? Oh, yeah. It I seemed mean, like- Bradshaw was like the guy in yeah. Big Bear. It's like you look at him riding, you know, and he was down with us. So it's like, mm-hmm. of course, we're like, that's like, he's so good. It's yeah, kind of funny. Yeah, my uh, my dad actually paid Bradshaw to be my coach. <laughs> Shout out to Ronnie Hale. You know, he was like, um, this is when my dad was still living to down there. To be your coach. <laughs> to be my coach. It was so funny, you know. I, I want to say he paid, like, Chad Tarbell. <laughs> like, you know. Hey. Hey, Bradshaw, we're going to need you to take a little hail in his yellow jacket and teach him some of these back hails at a young age. It was so funny. Like, you know, of course, Bradshaw's like, oh, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll take your money to, you know, snowboard with you. Yeah, he's kid. not going to think you know, twice like, about I'm, that. You know, yeah. I, mean, I don't really think he coached me at all. It was kind of like. You, did, you didn't really come from, like, like means so much, right? You, it's not like you're, like, loaded your family growing up, right? No, not at all. I mean, my mom and dad are definitely, like, they're well off, you know, yeah. I mean, they did well. My dad is a businessman and, yeah. um, but I mean, it's not like they were, you know, sending me to some private snowboard academy yeah. to go snowboard. And it's like, yep. he, I mean, he was like, he was paying Bradshaw probably a couple hundred bucks. To, yeah. <laughs> that's actually the, maybe that's the way to do it is actually fuck a snowboard academy. Just give Chris Bradshaw 200 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, cheaper. <laughs> How were you getting up to the mountain at nine years old? Um, I mean, well, at that time, like, I was still in school, and I would just go on the weekends with my dad, and he was kind of like the soccer dad behind me on skis, you know, following me around, yelling at me, back five, back five. He was one of those (laughs) (laughs) I I heard, like, a a back tail story back in the day. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, my, I mean, obviously, it's like, you know, you get stuck on one trick, and when I was younger, it was like, mine was the back tail, or it was like the back zeech that everyone did, you know, the, like, the Jamie Anderson special. Oh, yeah. Get real low. (laughs) You know, like, Zach Leach, like, you know, get all low on. It, oh yeah, you know, those were hot, you know, and that was kind of like my signature. And my dad got all hyped on that, you know. And he was like, "Back tail," you know, and sit then, on that back from Meyer. You know, sit on it, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it was like, of course, all these people are around bear, and it's like this little kid with his dad falling behind. He sit on it. <laughs> so and legendary. Then, and then that came about with. um I think it was Keegan Valleco who gave me the nickname Zach Hale Back Tail, just like. <laughs> You know, it's obviously just works perfect. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then oh, and then that just caught on like wildfire. I mean, oh, people, yeah. I still hear that sometimes. I'm like, fuck, 
It's kind of like, it's like Reynolds has the front side flip. It's like Zach Hale's got the back tail and it rhymes with his name. And I had to sit on it, back tail, you know. I mean, sit on it. Even to this day, I'll do that trick. I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, like, do a back tail, you know, because I think about the, like, you know, the, like, on a flat box, like, little kid bobblehead helmet, like, just, like, ass is literally on the tail of your snowboard. And, and then you kind of came up, you were, like, destroying the rail jam game, right? Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so that was like when I was nine and then obviously, I mean, fast forward period of time goes on. I was 12 years old and, um, my mom and my dad got divorced and then my dad kind of was out of the scene after that or not. I mean, I don't want to say out of the scene, but you know, he definitely, he moved to Northern California and kind of did his own thing. And I was with my mom down in Big Bear and shout out to my mom for staying in Big Bear for me, you know, like, I mean, she hated it there, but it's like, you know, she wanted me to stay there for snowboarding. And, um, and then that season I, I definitely think I kind of just like took my aggression from my parents getting divorced. Oh yeah. And I put it into like my snowboarding, you know, and that was it. And that was the year I like, I mean, I won like every amateur contest you could possibly win when you're that age, like all the Vulcan PBRJs, like, you know, um, USASA nationals. Like I won the slope style contest at USASA nationals, you know? So I feel like that definitely kind of was like my, start right there because and that that was the first year my dad was gone I was able to kind of do what I want like I was able to wear what I wanted and like you know I t-bolted my stance thought that was cool (laughs) like you know I was like that was cool like I was like able to express myself you know in like my own way and then that was like my first year and luckily like yeah that was I like came out and like after the winter and had won every single contest I could possibly win so it was like pretty cool what boards were you riding at that point I won all the contests on a Nidecker, and then that next year, Tonino met. I met Tonino at the Block Rail Jam, and he's like, "Dude, we want you on Nitro." Like, and I was thirteen at the time, and I was. I remember being so hyped, and like, you know, for him to come up to me at the Block, and like this guy with long hair, kind of scary. I heard he's like kind of a gnarly dude, you know. And I'm this little kid, you know. And uh, he's like, "Dude, yeah, we'll give you boards. Like, come to SIA, meet everyone, and uh, we'll go from there." And um, it was it was definitely it was interesting, you know, because he's like, "Oh, well, uh, like, do we?" like should we deal with your parents at all yeah <laughs> you know and it's like no no just like i'm the guy yeah like talk you to were me. doing your own contracts i that age. i didn't i didn't have a contract with nitro at that age yeah um well, you were negotiating yeah but I, I was talking to people and then i went to sia that year when i was 13 in vegas with midget mafia you know denise drove us out there in a van and it's like we had a um, hotel room with the hard rock yeah <laughs> she uh, was a parental figure for all you guys yeah and somehow my mom thought it was a good idea to be like oh yeah like, go to vegas <laughs> go to sia <laughs> and that's the time when like you know sia in vegas was like insane it was yeah. crazy you know and i remember going to the nitro booth and like meeting everyone it's like this 13 year old kid with all these like drunk people you know it's like hey i'm zach nice to meet you all right i'm zach you you know (laughs) like i have a photo actually of me and uh ricky melnick standing next to each other sa and i have this like these this long hair and it's like it's it's an interesting photo to see (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i was hanging out with these people when i was that young and um but yeah and i left the trade show tonino gave me two boards i had mfm's signature pro model uh it was like a white nitro with like a cross on it Remember and uh yeah, arrows board. arrows board because they did Sick. like a youth youth uh, line of of pro models so those are my two boards left there and then yeah kind of just took off from there with them and it was a, it was funny. I mean, I remember that year started, I started going to all these events, like these like pro events. Like I went to like the union square rail jam in New York. I went to the block rail jam in Tahoe. And it's like, I'm going to these things like alone, 
know, that's like, crazy. Like I remember what like, age? I mean, I was I was thirteen. Thirteen, yeah. And that's when I, it was that same year, all that kind of happened at the same time. And that was the same year I got an agent, Todd Hahn from the family. Oh, Todd was great. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, he, and then he put me on Monster when I was 13. You've been on Monster since you're 13. Yeah. It's insane. Wow. I, that was my, that was my first year on Monster. And I remember they all went to the Union Square Rail Jam in New York and he shows up with this Monster helmet. It's like, this is like your introduction to like being on Monster. You know, I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't even care about the money. Give me the helmet. <laughs> Just, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, like, you know, and, my, you know, my mom puts me on a plane there, like, alone. Like, puts me on a plane in New York City, and I... That's crazy. Your mom would just stick you on a plane. Dude. I know. Cool. Like, you know, I couldn't... I mean, my mom is... My mom is an awesome mom. I mean, she's, like, you know, she's very protective of me. She's always... But for some reason, like, the traveling thing never scared her. Like, she trusted the people that I was going with, and she trusted me to kind of, like, you know, mind my P's and Q's, and... Be, re- be responsible but i remember the new york thing she was not very happy about because i flew to new york without her and she was didn't like that and then todd hahn was supposed to pick me up at the airport oh shit you know and That's then like harsh. wasn't there I, I don't know what happened like i want to say his like flight got delayed like wasn't his uh, fault you know so then i'm like oh okay well uh and i took a taxi from LaGuardia to like a down to downtown New York City. Scary place. (laughs) Yeah, like you know, thirteen year old (laughs) board bag in New York City. Like Like just long lettuce (laughs) locks flowing, like fat sessions jacket down to his knee. Went to New York City, got on Monster, was super pumped about that. And then um rolling into that next winter, I was kind of, you know, still on Nitro, but then met Dave Downing at Big Bear. And that's when Analog was trying to, you know really kind of make a push with like new younger riders. They put me, Alex and um, I want to say Brian, Alex Andrews. They put Alex Andrews on and then Ryan Paul, but it was weird because I wasn't on, I wasn't on Burton yet. I was, I was just on analog. So I went on a rail trip to Salt Lake with Blotto and Alex Andrews. And that's when I met Blotto and that whole squad. And I think Blotto left that trip kind of like hyping me up a bit. Yeah, He took a liking to you. I remember. Yeah. And like, and that was like my first rail trip. And I was just so hyped to be on that trip, like shooting with him and, you know, doing that. And then that was definitely, I think that was kind of the trip that solidified my position with Burton. Cause then that next summer, I remember working out my deal. And then I went into that winter at 16 on Burton and analog. Cause at first it was like, you're just on analog riding nitro boards. And then, Kind of had to make make the call to Tanino, and I was like, "Hey, man, uh, gonna gonna ride for gonna ride for Burton now." Let's talk uh, Cheddar Bisque. Yeah, does this does Burton like how much money we talk? Come about? with some correct mm, with some no, money. No, my my first year riding for them, I it was like, dude, it was peanuts. You were paying them basically. It was like twelve grand a year. I mean, which is like still a good amount of money that when you're riding. Sixteen. Yeah, see, I mean, yeah, but it's not like some crazy ball in you know, yeah, like, It's not like at you know, it's not like fifty k where you're like. And, you know, I had a monster contract at that time, and it was like, like, monster contract was pretty nice. Oh, you know, they were already paying you as well. I mean, 16. dude, yeah. I mean, they, they started paying me when I was 13, like right when I got on. It was like, I want to say it was like 20 grand a year when I was 13. At 13. Yeah, I had my own bank account, my own credit card. <laughs> Crazy. 13 is a baby. Yeah, I mean, it was. That's I'm even surprised that's even legal to be giving that to you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I had a bank account, and I just remembered it was like. Because you were doing your own contracts, right? So Yeah. Well, Todd was doing those contracts for me at uh, that okay. time. But, um, so yeah, fast forward, I was 16 on Burton. And, you know, I, they kind of, I feel like they kind of didn't have a lot of faith in me at the time because they were like putting on Ethan Dice. And it was kind of like me and Ethan competing a little Who bit. The street guy you no, know, because Ethan came out with that part 
And he was like, you know, back three nose pressing on the down ledges. You know, I'm like, oh, God. Like, I remember that. I don't have that. <laughs> you know, I don't have those tricks. Is so he I, the same age as you or a little older? He's, a, he's like a year older than I am. Okay. But, you know, so he was kind of the main focus at the time on Burton, and I kind of just, like, weasel my way in there. You know, Dave Downing really had my back and, and Blotto, so and I think Blotto, that yeah. helped. Um, Brian Knox is like the team manager and Zach Dalton at the time. And then like they had my back too, but they were definitely like horny for dice, you know? <laughs> but so yeah, it was me, Ethan and Alex Andrews all on Burton at the same time. And then rolling into that next winter, that's when we made, um, that's when they did standing sideways and uh-huh. they gave me the opportunity to film for that. And that was kind of my first like big video project I got to film for. It was pretty crazy. Like, Ethan and Alex had been filming for it all winter and they didn't really put me into it very much. Like, cause they didn't know like what I was capable of doing. And then, um, yeah, I got a call in like February and it was like, Hey, do you want to go on a trip with Jeremy Jones? A rail trip? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, sure. You know, so I took a red eye flight that next day and then went to Madison, Wisconsin. And that was like my first real rail trip with like Burton and with Jeremy Jones. It was like, you know, being a little kid and I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, you're my hero. Did he <laughs> you accept you? Yeah. He dude, He was so dope. It was just me and him or him and I, like oh, it was just, just dude, dude, it was just us two. It was <laughs> crazy. You know, I'm like, I'm like, you know, pulling bungee for Jeremy. <laughs> <Jones>. <laughs> you know, and like, So he had to accept you to your all he had. Yeah. It was, it was, it's such an interesting thing, you know, going from like riding bear to being like, okay, you're on a rail trip now with Jeremy Jones. Here you go. Thrown in the mix. And I kind of feel like that was kind of another, little proving test for me there's a lot i feel like burton kind of does that with young kids they kind of put them through these like hoops you know and it's like if you make it through all of them then it's like okay you're solidified and um that was kind of like another one to see if like jeremy jones liked me and like blotto liked me and you know i think Corey kaniniak was filming maybe gabe no it was gabe larue gabe larue was filming and Corey. You know, and it was kind of like okay let's see how this kid does I'm like here you go like he went on a trip in salt lake with blotto and his friends like Okay, we'll give him another chance. It's all a big test, huh? I think, I mean, I left that trip, like, got a bunch of shots. I was, you know, Jeremy was cool with me. I was definitely scared Jeremy wasn't going to like me because I just heard that he's very selective of, like, people he likes and doesn't like, which is, you know, very fair. Like, I mean, I think a lot of people are like that. And yeah. once you get to that age, it's like, I don't, like, need to like you. So then after after you filmed those, the first part of Standing Sideways, then your contract was up. And then that next contract was probably pretty good, I'd imagine, right? Yeah, it was two year deals. I want to say, mate. I want to say, yeah. If I, I like, there was something in my contract. If I met these incentive bonuses, the next year it was like really dope. And I remember, and I remember being in Mount Hood, Oregon, at a Burton shoot and looking at my bank account, and I was like, whoa, like that was way more than I got last month. Like, what happened? You know, and I called the financial lady at Burton. Her name's um, Karen. She's all like, she's an amazing person that works there. Like, she's a savior for that for for that whole side of it and you know i was like hey uh what's uh do you guys make a mistake She's like no you met all your incentives in your contract and now this is your new payment every month and i was like that's that's wow. nice you know it went from like because it was like a thousand dollars a month and then all of a sudden it was like i want to say it was like three grand a month or something like mm-hmm. dude it tripled almost yeah like, oh this is this is okay like this is nice and then that next year was 13 that movie 13 they made and uh I remember, and then that was kind of like, okay, you guys are all going to be filming your parts, like, you know, and 
and that was like another, that was like another hoop we had to jump through. It was like, I swear they sent like Ethan, myself and Alex on a first trip to Anchorage, Alaska in December. And it was like, try out. It's like, break the pool stick. Here you go. Do you like break the pool stick and fight type scenario? Yeah. Straight comes up. comes out with the most shots wins. You know, it's like, we don't need three rail kids on the team. So here you go. Like, you know, but Ethan always had a solidified part. I feel like because that was their little like bread and butter. It was like daddy's little golden egg. It was like Ethan Dice and Burton. <laughs> you know, you know, it was like, oh, we got we got Ethan Dice. Like yeah. this is like the Midwest, like hot shit. Like he's gonna be a big deal. You know, and he was. I mean, he dude, he's insane. Same. Yeah. He's incredible. Insane snowboarder. Like yeah. we went on the first trip to Anchorage, Alaska, and it was brutal. Cold. <laughs> well, I don't even want to say like like being an. It could, we could have been anywhere, and it okay. would have sucked. Okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, because that was the first year that, like, the winch really started becoming a thing. We had this Heine winch and trying to ship this, like, thing around to Anchorage and all this stuff. And and then, like, Burton had all these new red cameras with gimbals and trying to figure out all this process. You know, and I'm just like, this is, like, my second year actually filming. I'm just there. You know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go along with this because I'm stoked to be on Burton and stoked to be here with you guys, stoked to be snowboarding. And, but that first trip, yeah, it was just, like, in December. It was dark. It was cold. Like, no one was, I feel like everyone was kind of just, like, at each other's throats the whole time. And um, and then, yeah, we left that trip, and and then all of a sudden, like, we the year goes on, but then, like, Alex Andrews wasn't on the trips anymore. Oh, wow. You know, and then. Gnarly. It was gnarly, and, like, I didn't really get why, and, like, I remember, like, him hitting me up, and, like, like, dude, like, I don't know what the deal is, like, why am I not on these trips, you know, but, and I kind of look back on it, and that's why I said it. it's, like, these tryout things. Like, yeah. okay. Here you go, tryouts, you know, and then it was like Ethan and I on these trips, and then Alex kind of wasn't anymore, and I was like, damn, like, okay, Gnarly. like I don't know what to say, like, and they didn't even really tell him why. It was yeah, just... and I remember that year he was like super confused why too, and I mean, obviously, like I don't know the whole backstory of why, you know, because Alex is an amazing snowboarder, and he walked away on that trip with shots, but it was kind of like, you know, I was like, okay, well, pull straws, boom, Alex, like, yeah, you're out. Well, that era was also a shift in snowboarding because it was like in street snowboarding, people were hitting down bars and down ledges. And then all of a sudden the winch was introduced and it was like, let's build a gigantic cheese wedge into a wall and then take this motorized winch and get pulled full speed across a parking lot. And like, you know, it was just totally changed. It was yeah, like it was not like the same type of snowboarding. Yeah. It was completely different. And I mean, you were pretty good at that style. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, it was like, that's all I knew. Yeah. You know, because I had never really, like, filmed a video part. Like, I grew up in Big Bear riding the park, you know. Then all of a sudden, it's like, I'm on these Burton trips, and it's like, you know, winch into this wall type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, I guess, like, you know, you guys are at the top. Like, I'll listen. This is what I'm going to do. You know, and it's like you always had the, like, you always had it in your mind because it was, you know, the bosses, you know, like Brian Knox and Kevin yeah. Keller and that squad. You know, it's like Blotto is on the phone with them telling them how the trip's going. How's this doing? And it's like you want to just, like, do good. Because and especially when you're that young, it's like, I mean, I didn't know any different. I don't know, like, what's cool, what's not cool. Who? It's like I'm here with Burton. I've been watching Jeremy Jones snowboard my entire life. This is sick. Yeah. You know? And, um, but yeah, so the winter goes on and that winter we went to, um, went to Anchorage, Alaska five times. Didn't go anywhere else. Damn. Insane. Insane. I, and I don't know why it was just like, everyone just wanted to keep going back to Anchorage and ship the winch. $900 there. $900. Like, dude, That's it's so like, crazy. like we would ship, 
this thing right here, right behind me. This yep. metal box. This is a Heine winch. Yeah, Pat like, Moore gave me that thing. Yeah, and that's up. how I get you. Literally <laughs> giant winch. Yeah, that's what that's literally the, the that's the, what that is. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> you know, and we would go to these you can't even ship it normal. You have to ship it like FedEx freight. Yeah. So it's like we would so go to gnarly. these freight places and just have the Burton FedEx number and be like, there you go, there you know, you go, dude, it was like bones. so much money put into that stuff, but, um, yeah, so then that winter, the, the tryout thing, and then, I mean, I, some, I made it past tryouts, and I was on the team, <laughs> you know, and, and then that's when everything kind of, like, took off was after that year, for sure, and Ethan and I shared a part, that was, like, my first year going on a premiere tour, like, a Burton premiere tour, you know, it's like, you're going, there was, like, a month long where it was, like, different city every night in the U.S., mm-hmm. it was, like, you would go, you would land, you get breakfast, check into the hotel, put your bags away, go up to the hotel, chill for a little bit, get dinner, go to the movie premiere, party your face after, go to bed at like three in the morning, wake up at five, get on a plane, go to the next city. Yep. It, it was like every night. It was like living a rock star lifestyle. Yep. Like I, what age? I was eight, 18 or 19 yep. at that time. And like, I had a fake ID. So like, you know, I was like getting into all these bars. I'm like, this is this sick. Like, this is insane. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, life. when I'm young, so I'm like, you know, I have all this energy and like, I could do this. Like, you know, wake up, not hung over, get on the plane. Like, okay. What city are we going to next? Like, this is so <laughs> sick. And you know, and there was like, I mean, it was, it was literally a month long. It was a different city every single night. Like those are gnarly. It, yeah, it was great. I mean, yeah, you know, I and mean, you've been on plenty of them too. Like around that time too, is that you got the new contract. Kids started to make some cheddar biscuits, right? Let, yeah, let's talk about like, when you got that. <laughs> let, let's talk cheddar biscuit when you got that fat Burton contract. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's top, what I'm trying to yeah. pry and get at. <laughs> that's what we want to know. So that two year, people want to know that 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 initiate that initial like two year deal ended, and then it was like re up on my new one. And um, Todd Hahn was still my agent, and at that time he worked for a new company with that dude ninja. So it's like, you know, it was a real deal. And like my contract came up and then it was like, I saw the number. I was like, okay, this dude, it was like, honestly, it was, I, I mean, I don't remember the exact number, but it was like 70 K. Yeah. Like just pay. That's not even like incentives. Yeah. And then I oh, had that's this, just like, the base rate. Yeah. yeah that's just, just the salary. base rate. And then yeah. like, then their incentives are crazy. And then like, the travel budget. I had like a bottomless. Th- I had like a thirty thousand dollar travel Jeez. budget a year. Like that's I, hard to spend. Oh, I, I mean, I would have to try to spend it. Yeah, you know. And at the same time, like I'm getting paid for Monster, and then I had like other deals with like you know like Skull Candy and. Um, so easily six figures at age eighteen or nineteen. I was nine. Yeah, I was nineteen twenty. Definitely yeah. like north of of six figures. Yeah. Jeez. And that. Yeah, that's hard for a kid that age to deal with. Like, you're a kid, and you're when you get paid that much, like, I remember, you know, getting paid pretty well in my early 20s. You, you kind of makes you a cocky prick to a degree. Like, like it makes <laughs> for sure. It may, like, it's, it's hard to put it other ways, but you've been getting paid since you're 13, and it's hard to, like... like yeah, I mean, imagine being, like, you know, that young kid, like, getting a contract when you're 13, and then all of a sudden I'm, like, 20 years old, and I'm making, like, real money, you know? And I'm like, oh, hey, like... You know, you are gonna think you're the shit. A lot of your peers, <laughs> like, a lot of your peers aren't. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm like, like, I'm like, what up? Like, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> you know, and it's like at that time, like at that point in my life, like I kind of like, I, my mom and dad were like, hey, you're making money, like you earn this, you can do whatever you want, you know. And I moved to Salt Lake. I'm by myself. Like, like this is, you know, I'm whatever. Like spending money, you know? yeah, <laughs> you know. But I was always, I never like did the whole like get a fat contract, spend it all in one year. Like I've always been very conservative with my money and like putting it away because you know, it's like, you know that that doesn't last forever. And I knew that at a young age, which was 
so I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Cause like the, the, like the pounding my dad put into my head was just like, don't spend your money, save it. You're not going to make this money forever. Invest it. You know, then my dad kind of stepped in. It was like my financial advisor at that time started putting in a stock market for me and, yeah. you know, kind of like gave me a, an allowance. Not, a, I don't want to say like, I always was capable of spending it, but it kind of gave me like, okay, this is what you're going to spend. You know? So he saved you from yourself. Yeah, your dad oh, he was saved the me from myself. One hundred percent. I mean, I can't imagine like, dude. I, I I understand now like why in action sports or any sport or musicians and you know they make all this money and they don't have any guidance to like where to put their money, where to go with it. It's just like, oh yeah, well, oh, yeah, this is. I'm I just you know here's like hundred thousand dollars. I'm just gonna go spend it all, buy a new car. Why not? I mean, Mercedes only sixty grand. Like, I'll still have forty left over. You know, like, <laughs> not even pay taxes. But yeah. no, yeah. And then that's the whole other thing. You're like, oh, taxes. What are those? You know. So I was definitely lucky to have like my dad on my side with that. Where he's like, he's like, you're making money. Like, I'm gonna set. Like, you're. I love you. You're my son. I'm gonna like help set you up. You would think in high school they'd set aside some time to go over taxes. Yes, dude. I'm great with some students. Kind of tax. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Because yeah. everyone walks out of there with no no knowledge. That's like the, I mean, I, I know lots of people who have not known they had to do their taxes at that age. And yeah, I mean, there's I mean, that's harsh. There's a lot of people who are you know broke because of it. Yeah, you know, who are making a lot of money. And that's I'm like, and like I said, I can't be more thankful than like my dad having my back on that. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like, "This is how you're gonna do it." And yeah. you could be a dipshit, but. I'm going to be smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 I mean, you definitely get, you know, you definitely get cocky. Like, I mean, I was making money. I could do whatever I want, go wherever I want, go on these trips. Like, And you're getting your ego stroked. You're getting flown to premieres. There's lines for autographs. Everybody's like, dude, you're so sick. And you, you buy into the hype. At yeah. Times, it's right? like, yeah. And at that age, it's like hard not to like buy into it. And I definitely want to say I was never like, the cocky. No, you kid. weren't. That was you like, it was like, you oh, fuck you. Like, no, I'm, not I'm at the all. shit. Look at me. Like, you know, I'm making money. I was never like buying flaunty things, but I definitely had like, you know, I definitely had this stereotype where it was like that young kid making a bunch of money. Well, like, that's it's, what it it's, is. It's hard for your peers that are struggling probably to like put food on their table and then you're flying first class. Like, the natural response as snowboarders generally are haters. They're going to find that thing, hate it. If you didn't have a contract, they'd be like, fucking. Hail's sick, but since you're flying first class, you're like, I don't fuck hail. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and it's like, that's you thing. know, like, there's people worrying about, like, trying to make their monthly rent, and then, yeah. like, I'm more worried about, like, my airline status. <laughs> for <you know? laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, I got to make 100K on United this yeah. year, you know, spending, like, 20 grand a year on yeah. an airline. Everyone's like, you know, and then I got the nickname 100K hail. It's oh, like, yeah. That didn't help anything. International update. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, and I'm like, of course, Instagram comes out, and I'm like, lie flat seat to, like, Japan, boom, photo. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, like, rubbing it in people's faces, because it's like, I mean, I don't want to say I was trying to rub it in people's faces, but I was like, yeah, I'm living a dope life. Fuck Look at yeah. me, you know? <laughs> like, Did you get some animosity from your friends then? I don't want to say my friends. No. I, I mean, like, my friends have always had my back because they know, like, who I am as a person. But I definitely get why I've, I've kept, like, come off as, like, 100K hail. Like, you know. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set the record straight right now of when I realized that Hailstorm yourself is... One of the realest humans I know. And I'm going to fast forward to a little story where we were in Annecy, France. And it was back when I used to drink. We were at that film festival. I got absolutely shit-faced, okay? (laughs) And uh, we were cruising around. And I ended up going under this velvet rope to, like, this private VIP area to try to cut the line for a beer, right? And I'm sitting in this area, and it's all people in, like, suits. And I'm, like, a scrub fucking burnt toast snowboarder looking guy, right? (laughs) And I start getting pushed around. I'm 
a little browned out. It's a little blurry. I don't remember. But all I know is that I was getting fucked with heavily, and Hale came up there and had my back, <laughs> which resulted in basically security coming, from what I understand, Hale getting thrown down the stairs, getting a black eye, and getting maced, and in me France. getting choked out. <laughs> Dude, I... All for having my fucking back, and that's why I, ever <laughs> since then, I've realized Hale will ride for his dogs, and he's a fucking real one. <laughs> yeah, that's up. a rare quality. Dude. Yeah. A lot of people would have turned the other way. Yeah, yeah. I got Turned like, an eye. Dude. And I was, like, pretty young at the time, and I'd kind of been, like, going to the gym that summer. You know, it was, like, my first summer of, like, kind of bulking up a little bit, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, saw Chris getting fucked with over there, you know, and I wasn't really trying to start anything. It was more of just me trying to grab you because I knew how drunk you were and they were kind of like I remember they were like <laughs> pushing you and I went to like grab you to kind of get you out of the situation and I got like sucker slapped from behind in the eye like palmed and I was like oh god you know so then I went full back to my 909 roots turn around shirt off ripped in the bar. shirt off you and, ripped your shirt oh off. I took my shirt off because like growing <laughs> up like I'd been in a few fights like growing up in Big Bear and I was like dude you always get your shirt grabbed and pulled over your face oh and, so like, you need. just rip it right off oh I just took it right off you know so I'm the guy in the bar shirt off like <laughs> Swinging. I, swinging, dude! I never even knew why people took their shirts off before a fight. I it's just, because it's because you get it something. pulled over your head, and yeah, you and then the they start punching. Yeah, and so you're swinging. You know, when I'm swinging, there's like like eight of them. Obviously, I'm gonna All get bouncers. Be- huh? No, no, these weren't the bouncers. These were just some Crew. freaking French, like you know, Fox. Guido think they're sick, like <laughs> yeah. some like like Ralph Lauren wearing, yeah. smelling, having ass, like, <laughs> and then. You know, so and then all of a sudden, I just feel this arm that's just the size of a log grab me by my neck. I'm like, okay, bouncer, throw my hands up. I'm like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, yeah, I'm done, I'm done. Just take me out, guys. let me go, like take me home. You know, I'm getting drugged through the bar. He's just, I'm like his little play toy, just getting dragged out, thrown down the stairs. There's like, there's like a set of twenty stairs up to the bar. I get thrown they down. Just it. threw you down. Literally just threw me down, but to get picked up by another bouncer by the shirt, and then another one comes around and just literally puts a mace bottle this far from my eyes. Sprays it and I really? just, dude, I dropped. It was like, fucked up. I was, I have you ever been maced? It's not, uh, yeah, it it's, sucks one time. It's the worst thing ever. And to be that close to it, I thought I was, I thought I was blind. Never I was like, like I'm that. Done. I just caught some fluids from like someone else getting maced. I think, like, I didn't even get the real, yeah, I got it you right, like, <sighs> right to the eyeballs. And then got, you know, and then they felt kind of bad about it afterwards. They're like, oh, like, you're here. It was a monster party. And then I go, you're like a monster athlete, and we just, like, <laughs> annihilated you, you know? <laughs> like, zero chance of survival. Totally. I didn't no, know it was a monster that party. Was, That's yeah, that was a crazy night. They remember, like, me, you, we went up to, like, Danny, Dingo. And, Danny and Dingo, Dude. Danny Cass and Dingo's room. We're just, like, so heated. Dude, we're like, shout out to <laughs> the Dingo, though, because the Dingo that night was, like, on our, like, we were like, fuck these, like, Dingo had our back super hard. It was actually, like, ever since then, I've, I've always been like, I fuck with the Dingo, dude. He's Dingo's sick. He's the man. And then I feel like that's, too, like, you know, and then, like, Danny Cass, like, had, had our back, too. Yeah, he had our back, yeah. I remember we that's, were in his room after. Yeah. And then, like, Danny and I, like, got kind of close. Like, I don't want to say close, but, like, we were, like, homies after that. And, like, I remember I went on a few, like, trips with, like, vacation trips with him. Nice. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, and then all that was happening. I'm like, this young kid, and it's like, oh, I'm, like, in Europe during summer with Danny Cass right now just hanging out so <laughs> sick. like yeah. this is so dope crazy life crazy but yeah life. I got your back dude you had my back <laughs> crazy and I remember the only thing I remember because it's a little blurry is I was getting choked out like elbow around my neck by the one of the bouncers getting dragged down the stairs just going fuck yeah <laughs> like 
like at the top of, of my lungs in front of every one of our friends. Like, you know, it's like that was like the time in snowboard. It's like Eddie Wall, yeah. Dingo, Danny. You know, it's like Chris and I. They're like, who the fuck? Are these? these guys are maniacs. Like, look at this, like like twenty one year old give this shirt off, right? Yeah, straight up. And that that's when you realize like who your real friends are, who's gonna ride for you. It's like if anybody ever like talks shit on Hale from that point on, I'm like, dude, he's a realist dude. Like he's straight up, you know, rare. You know, I got my friends back, dude. I mean, I'm not like, I mean, I, you know, I'm very selective with like my good friends, but like I have my friends back. So like, don't like, we'll Great. never, we'll never not. Great quality. <laughs> then us three fast forward a little bit. We went on a hell of a trip. Which trip? Lithuania. Lithuania. Oh, Lithuania. I forgot both you guys were there. <laughs> that was crazy. That dude. was a wild trip. Yeah, that, that was, was like, a great trip. That was like the time where it was like the mags needed stories. And yeah. like, it was like, where are we going to go? It's like, Lithuania. Let's go somewhere, though. Like, where, the, where the hell was Lithuania? <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> Mom, so I'm going to go on a trip. I'm going to Lithuania. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, okay, have True, fun. True, the Eastern Bloc, man, those those cities are pretty dope. And they rarely get snow anymore, too, so it's good we went there. I don't think they've gotten snow since. They're crazy. That, that plane flight back still to this day is one of the worst plane flights of my entire Ooh, life Jesus because we partied Christ. the night before. I'm right with you on that one. We were banged up. Remember we brought our bags to the bar? And like went straight from the oh, bar yeah. to the airport. Remember we were in that shuttle we bus. It's like we get out at the airport and there's like still girls in the van. <laughs> what girls? Yeah, we we didn't there we was didn't no girls. we didn't oh, I mean. sleep. We didn't like. I remember we didn't sleep. It was a full. There was, was other substances involved. for yes. myself personally. I that was a rough flight. And I remember the in front of me, uh, Dylan Thompson was sitting middle in front of me and. He was bobbleheading onto, like, he would, like, bobblehead over and, like, lean his head on the person next to him. And I'm, like, the poor guy, like, dro- he probably smelled like a fucking dead person. Well, he like, probably had to be showered all like, week. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, I, <laughs> you know, I didn't have, like, the, like, I just had the, like, alcohol hangover. You know, I yeah. didn't know what, like, I mean, I was... You don't know what type of hangover we had, huh? Yeah, like, I, I was still, you, know I mean? yeah. you know, and I remember, like, dude, the flight, like, it was, like, Lithuania, Frankfurt, Frankfurt to, I don't know, the States. And I remember just falling asleep, waking up in Frankfurt on the plane. I was like, I can't move. Like, <laughs> I remember, like, everyone was off the plane, and I was the just, only one like in my chair. You're, like, for a wheelchair? And, yeah, and, and the lady. And you know what? I, I, don't, I don't remember how old I was. I was, like, 22, 23, whatever. But, you know, in the flight, and it's like, you gotta get off the plane. I'm like, I literally can't. Like the the thought you of you like me, really couldn't move. I was dead. I'm the <laughs> thought of me having to get on a like 12 hour flight to the states right now. Oh, that was 100k hail era though. I feel like no. yeah, and you know 100k hail. I got got the lounge, and <laughs> took a shower. <laughs> It'll Dude. like hit a J-O on the shower. Call the <laughs> that'll, that'll really make All of a sudden, you feel better. You're back on track. He's Wait, like, all right, I'm that's in the scientifically line. proven. <laughs> yeah, you're like here a hangover. I, mean, I read a, about that in an article. It has to. I mean, how it many does. times you J-O and you're hungover? Like, this is the only thing that's yeah, going to make me feel better. Dude, it actually right like now. mandatory. Your brain cells are like swollen. There's some science to it, and actually, the release actually shrinks them, <laughs> shrinks your brain cells back down. And and you're like it's scientifically proven to cure hangover. God, I love a good Try release. It. I just I yeah. love a good release. <laughs> just a heavy release in the Frankfurt bathroom. <laughs> One time at the Lufthansa me. status lounge. Those they do not bring a blacklight into the yeah. Lufthansa bathroom. I mean, think about how many of those business guys that were just oh, in there just going just to doing town. That. Look, I haven't seen my wife in three weeks, and even when I'm home, she still doesn't like me. <laughs> I had to do it on a Japanese bullet train once. And, 
If I hadn't have done it, I would not have made the flight home. <laughs> it would not have survived. I, mean, I, I would not I would have, have survived. I've never hit the plane, JL. That's a pretty crazy. Oh movie. yeah, you, you gotta check that one off. I've oh. never even shit on an airplane. What? Never. That's like a regular Come on, thing. Dude. I can't, what? dude. How? It's like I don't know. You I, can't shit. You definitely you gotta can't let it. JL. <laughs> <laughs> I've almost flown like a million miles. I've never you literally shit on never an shit on one of those no. fourteen-hour flights. How does that happen? I don't know. I just don't have, dude. I've I've done one of those flights before, not stood up once. Just. Just in it. Well, when you get the lay flats, when you get the lay flats. Well, even like, even like back of the bus, middle seat, like I'm just like, get me off this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like my cocky phase of like, look (laughs) at me, like look how sick I am. I got all this airline status. Like at the end of the day, you're just really a loser because it's like, oh cool, you sit on an airplane a lot. Like, (laughs) then good for you, man. The only people that appreciate that are the other losers. Exactly. It's like you're like you know you're flexing nuts in the airport. You get to skip past all the other poor assholes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like this young kid with like a beanie, you know, walking past all the guys in suits and stuff and I'm like and, and I'm always want to double check you. Yeah. flat button and two mimosas too while I read it please <laughs> <laughs> can we uh make those a little quick <laughs> no. so so then kind of changing changing gears though like you were on Burton for a while and then eventually kind of shit hit the fan right yeah I mean that whole like that I mean, there was a lot that led up to, to that like point in my career, you know, there was a lot of like fun trips with Burton and like all these parties and this rock star lifestyle and the, you know, the classic, what they call the Burton bubble, Yep. you know, and like and when you're in the middle of the Burton bubble, you're like, this is, yeah, yeah, this is awesome. I get to do what I want when I want, travel when I want, go to all this stuff. But, um, yeah, fast forward. And then, you know, like, like anything, everything doesn't last forever. And it's like, I got the phone call one day and it was like in June of, I don't know, 2016, maybe yeah. probably like, three, four years ago. And it was Frankie Chapman. He's like, dude, he's like, I don't know. Like they don't want to resign you, yeah. you know? And, and I remember I was like, what, <laughs> you know, it's like when that stuff happens, it's like, you know, everyone always talks about it. But then when that day comes, you're like, uh, you know, you're like, it I don't know happens. what to do now. You know, it's like, Hey, I got a month left to like figure it out. And, um, yeah, it's like that 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 phone call Gnarly. is definitely a crazy one. And like everyone goes through it though. It's like that's what you gotta remember. It's like every single like you choose this career, it's like this awesome career, but it's like those phone calls come. It's gonna know? happen, yeah. And yeah, you were on them how long? Ten years? Yeah, I was on like nine, nine or ten years. Nine, I got ten. on when I was yeah, fifteen and then that happened. No, I was fourteen. Yeah, fourteen, fifteen when I got on and it was, I think I was like twenty three, twenty four when Dude, uh yeah. when, it when stopped. the call came. I will say when the way you handled that was incredible like it was it was so graceful because you see people get cut time and time again and they they're just spewing like fuck this company i did all this for them they fucking fired me fuck the tm fuck it like like, there's so much hate that spews out of them but i remember talking to you right after you got cut and you're like dude like these guys did a lot of stuff for me like i had i'm so thankful for all these awesome times i had meanwhile when you're burton you're head to toe it's not like you lose your board sponsor your boot sponsor they're all separate you lost Everything, everything, right? and you took it like yeah, that's a good point. So in stride, and you're like, dude, I'm just real thankful for what happened. Like, you didn't speak badly on anybody. No, I mean, and that's <clears> the thing. It's like, I mean, dude, Burton's bought me, you know, houses. You know, it's like they've set me up for like. Probably had a lot of money saved up too, right? Well, dude, yeah. I mean, I was saving money like crazy because, like, I just I wasn't buying dumb things. I never bought cars. I never bought jewelry. I never bought like, I never, you know, the only thing I was spending money on really was like. You know, partying. Yeah, no, I mean, not in like casual partying, like in like real life things. But yeah, and then that that happened, and like you know, it's just 
you got to remember it happens to everyone. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I'll I'll be forever grateful that everything Burton did to me. I mean, dude, it's like giving me some of the best stories of my life was with them and like all these trips going on, like going to places and traveled the world, traveled the world. And, you know, and my dad always told me growing up, he's like, you know, just never speak badly about people and like our companies because you never know when that's going to come back to you. Like, I mean, what, what company was going to want to sign someone after, like, you go out and, like, start talking all this shit on a company. Like, oh, fuck Burton, fuck this, you suck, they suck, you know, yeah. and then a company comes in, it's like, we're not going to sign you, like, what? So, like, when we have to drop you in five years because you're getting old, you're just going to roast us? Like, yeah. We're over it. You're only 25, though, though, you weren't even old. Yeah, no, I was, yeah, at 24, 25, and, like, I mean, it's tough, I mean, it's tough not to, like, the easy, the easy way out is to just go on the internet and start just talking shit, and yeah. it's a very, like, it's the low road, you know, it's like, cause that's an easy thing to do is like take all your aggression and anger out on this situation that happened to you that at the end of the day, no one really gives a shit about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> back in your decision like, to handle like, it like you did. Yeah. Like it doesn't affect the, anyone else. You're just making yourself look like an asshole. It's like, True. okay, this guy's a loser. Like, you know, you're, you're judged as a person by how you get back up from something. Not mm-hmm. like, not like when you're at the top, like making all this money, you know, it's like, it's like how you handle yourself when you're at the bottom to get back up is like, I think how people should like, how you should look at yourself and be like, okay, I want to be the best possible person I can right now because this is something that people are going to remember. Yeah. And in, in my situation it was crazy how I got dropped with them too. You know, it's like, I remember like talking to the team manager about it and I was like, why did I get cut? Like, like I was doing my job. Yeah. I was doing everything yeah. fine. Like, you know, and like, I thought, you know, I remember having conversations with my agent was like, oh, do they want you to, like, be the next Jeremy Jones? Like, they want you to be on forever. And I was like, you know, and you hear all these things, you're so like, you're down. like, I'm solidified. Like, yeah. my position is solidified, you yeah. know, but and you never want to get that confidence because it's not yeah. in life, in anything. In, in anything. Any, in anything. I agree with that. In yep. anything. It's not just snowboarding. And, um, but yeah, the situation, how I got dropped, it was like, I mean, I don't know if this is true or not because I haven't heard it from the person who made the decision to take my number out of their chart, you know, but, um, we had, a we had like, they were doing like those web series, like yep. and ours was Ethan and I's was called street meat and like street riders. And then their idea was for us to go to sounds Sam- like something you'd find in the, uh, Lufthansa lounge. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I'm all on my high horse. Like, Oh yeah. Street meat. Okay. I'll go do that. You know, like, fuck, like obviously I'm going to get roasted for this name, but yeah. like, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like I'm getting paid. Yeah, this paycheck's nice. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to look for another help. You know, like, yeah. so we go to San Francisco and it's our, the shoot was us driving around going all these different like street meat vendors and like eating street food. Oh, you were actually eating street. So meat. we were actually eating street food and they're filming this, but what happened was I went to Thailand the week before with um, my ex-girlfriend. Like, we just went on vacation. She wanted to go to Thailand like every other young girl in the world. Like, where are you going to go? Southeast Asia. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm coming back, and I didn't get any shots or anything to go down there. Just I'm stubborn like that and didn't get any of the necessary precautions to, like, go down there. Come back. I feel I gave myself two day or a day in San Francisco to like recoup, be good for the shoot. I wanted to do good. Cause that's like, I always like wanted to be professional about this stuff. Cause I knew they were paying me a lot of money. And, um, you're talking malaria shots and stuff like that. I don't know what I know. Just like, you're supposed to get like shots before you go down there. Tetanus? So I, you don't even know. I have no idea. I couldn't okay. tell you. You could look it up, but, <laughs> um, and then I come back and then we party the first night. And I was like, oh, okay, like, I'm going to party. Then we're going to feel fine. And then I wake up the next day and I was dead, like 
dead, dead. Like I'd, I'd been hungover before, you know, I was like, I knew what a hangover was. I'm like, I'm not hungover. And I was like, okay, maybe like, this is maybe I'm a hang, maybe I have a hangover. I'll try to go on the shoot and like, you know, bite through it. And like, as the day goes on, it's like, we're eating this street food, you know? So it's like, I have this stomach bug from Thailand and we're eating street food in San Francisco. So literally I would eat food, throw it up, eat food, throw it up, eat food, throw it. Cause I wanted to be professional about it. And it's kind of crazy that no one kind of stepped in and was like, Hey man, like, yeah, like you're not all right. You're right not now. all right. Like, but it was also my fault because we I partied the night before, so everyone just thought I was hungover. Uh, you know, and it's like the chances of you getting that sick before the shoot are pretty slim. But I was that person that got insanely sick, and it, it happened, and it lasted for like three days. I couldn't do the snowboarding part, and then finally, I think everyone was like, "Okay, like he's actually like really sick," you know. But then time goes on. Fast forward a year later, my contract comes up. Frankie calls me. You're not getting resigned. And then fast forward more to that December, I do tour. I was like, dude, why did I get dropped? And he was like, honestly, it was because of that shoot. They were like, we're paying Zach all this money and he can't be a professional about it. What? Just because he got some crazy Just because I got food poisoning. And, you know, and obviously there, there was one guy, one person who had that decision in his head that he didn't like me because of that shoot. Who was that? Um, Randy Torkham. Oof. Oof. You're fired. <laughs> dude, I just got to say, that sucks. People, it happens, man. What are yeah, you going to do? I mean, dude, it was crazy. Especially you had such a great well, record. Well, and, and also, at the end of the day, like, you were the perfect fit for Burton. When they, like, when I, when I like, yeah, they obviously, they it. kill it with Danny D and Mark Mick. Like, there's a solid team. Yeah. Burton's sick. But, like, as far as street dogs, I was like, the fu- what the fuck are you guys doing getting rid of hail? Like, yeah. everybody was thinking that, you know what I mean? It even was, this year at Hot Dogs, they didn't have any dudes up there. Yeah, Cuban. I don't even know who's They don't really on. have street dogs right yeah. now. I mean, like, Ethan's still on. Yeah. And, um, they have some, like, younger kids coming up. But, yeah, it was like, dude, and I heard that, and I was like, what? Like, you're kidding me, you yeah. know? Yeah, like, that shouldn't like, be I have Like, I've done every single little thing Burton has asked me to do with no question, no fighting it, no being like, oh, I don't want to go on a snowboard trip. Yeah, yeah, have you're to, a like, professional, dude. Yeah, it's like, I, yeah. you know, and then that happens, and I'm like, that's crazy. And who knows? That might not be true, but that's the story I know, and that's the story that I hold on to. Yeah. And, um, and then come to find out that guy gets let go or, yeah. or left <laughs> six months later. Six and months. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. Like this couldn't have been any worse timing. Like, you know, because your life goes from here to there. Like you just flips, you know, it's like, okay, I need to like make dramatic changes in my life now because I can't afford to be doing all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Then another thing is I did this interview with Transworld. I think it was with T-Bird. Yeah, T-Bird hit me up. because I was, I was down, he hit me up and he was like, Hey, I want to do like an interview with you talking about your snowboard career and then want to, um, talk about this Burton situation because like I kind of like think everyone's a little confused why it happened you know and I said nothing but good things about Burton because it is like dude, they're such an awesome company yeah. like I mean Agreed. the tools they give athletes to like pursue their dream is like it's un it's unbeatable like you can't yeah, a lot of other brands don't even have that right? no yeah. and you know it's like you know Burton has a lot of bad stereotypes about it sometimes like you know people saying bad things about it but at the end of the day they provide the most amazing opportunities for people. And I, I, and I'm so grateful for that. But the one thing that I will talk bad about is I I did that interview, said nothing but good things. It was like, Hey, no hard feelings, guys. Like I get it. I'm a number on a balance sheet at the end of the day, you have decisions to make and it is what it is, you know, whatever, like I'll figure it out. I'll be fine. But not one person from Burton hit me up and said, thank you. 
Yeah. You know, and it's like when you're in it, they're like, oh, your family, we love you. Your family, your family, come to my wedding. Until you're this, not. Any company, and then it's like <laughs> you're out of the circle. It's like, no, not even when I got dropped, like, not, no one called me. Not really? one person. Like, and it, it, that definitely kind of, like, bummed me out, you know, because it's like, dude, I just, like, said nothing but good things about you guys. And then I can't even get a courtesy te- an email. Yeah, the Burton something. bubble's real, man. That's, yeah. You're not in the bubble anymore. You're, yeah, it's like, you're okay. Out of loop. I took the high road. I, dude, I that's the thing that's crazy is you got teed up. You got like a meatball to where you could have just destroyed Burton, spoke badly on everybody, aired him out, and you and you did it like a like a like a gentleman, gentleman. And, and, and just freaking did it really graciously. And then to not get a text back and say thanks, and to get cooked, kicked out of the circle, and then everybody just be like, okay. Zach's out of the circle now. Let's let's keep it moving. You yeah, know, like, I mean, because once you're out of that circle and not getting on, <laughs> you're not on their payroll anymore. It's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. you know, and that that was Everyone's tough. Moving on. You're traveling the world with them a few weeks before, and then, yeah, then all, all of a sudden, sudden it's like, just, oh, cool. Like I do an interview who? about you guys and say nothing but nice things yeah. and not one text. Yeah, that it, it was, dude. It's it's hard. You I know, mean, you know, it's an, an yeah. That's got to be that's got to be brutal. And you bounce back well, but I I think the subject you're talking about there that's really cool is a lot of people don't realize that at the end of the day, when you ride for a company like Burton or any big company for that matter, there's going to be a marketing meeting with a bunch of dudes going through a PowerPoint presentation, looking at what things you did that are marketable for this company and, and like your stats and your numbers. And it's crazy how like a lot of times you're just a replaceable stat, and that's know, all especially it, for Burton. You know, and, and I think action sports has a really hard time understanding that at the end of the day, like you're, your boss, your team manager, that's your boy, has a boss. Yeah. That boss has a boss, and they sit in a room and write names on whiteboards with your number that you're pulling yeah. from their company. Your budgie. And they're like, okay, well, we need to make we need to make cuts. Like, so, you know, it's like you're, like, at the end of the day, you might, like, your name's going to come up on that. And I think people have a hard time, like, swallowing yeah. that. Straight up. Of course. And it's just the real, realness I mean, of how it is. Yeah, and that's, and like, I mean, dude, there's so many people who just, <clears throat> roast companies for that reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, Seemed like Blotto always had your back. Yeah. No, Blotto always had my back. And yeah. like, you know, Blotto was never in the position to be like, yeah. he never handled my the business side yeah, of things for me. Yeah. Like, Blotto, I mean, Blotto to this day is my boy. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see him. I don't, at that point. Yeah, like, I don't see him as much now. But like, him and I had so many good times together. I bet. You know, and I'm, I'm not like trying to like say everyone that was working for Burton should have texted me and I like want this like sympathy. Like, oh, oh like, what sure. was me? Like, I'm, oh, I'm so sad. You know, but at least, like, something. Like, yeah, you know, no, like, I feel you, dude. I agree. But, you know, the cool thing is, like, the snowboard community, a lot of the people in the snowboard community reached out to me, and they were like, hey, um, like, dude, your interview was insane. Like, you had an opportunity to go in on these people like 95% of riders have before you, and you said good things. Yeah, that's a boss move. Yeah, that's a big, well, big dog move. I'll tell you what, we... Uh, <laughs> We're moving along pretty quickly, and we almost skipped over one of our favorite segments, huh, Eastone? We almost missed it. Do you know what this segment is called? Me? Yeah. Oh, I know. Do you know what this segment is? I think I have an idea. Name that video. We're going to take you away to name that video part. Okay, here we go. So bad. Okay, so Hailstorm, the first one is for you. Uh, and the second one is for the viewers, listeners, and, um, we're just going to jump right into it. This is a classic. Give you a little hit. This is how we do it. All hands oh, this one's easy, yeah, dude. JP Walker. 
Okay, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. I was a little worried. I was like, I'm so bad at this snowboard IQ is like terrible. So I Meyer must have really liked you or something. No, I made that. I came up with that. What we got for him as a prize is a beautiful bomb hole t-shirt available at bombhole.com if you're interested wow. in some merch and uh hailstorm I love, congratulations i love merch you know he's he's been I'll, getting proudy since I'll, a young age I'll yeah. Take all, oh, yeah not these days i'll take all the free <laughs> stuff i can get <laughs> sponsor list is a little slim you know <laughs> the box is slowed down a little bit yeah. all right i don't want you guys to say this one if you know it so just keep that in mind this is for the listeners okay here we go folks it's a quick one, but I bet a lot of people know that. I knew it as soon as it yeah. hit. It's a great one. It's a, uh, if you know what it is, comment on the Instagram. Uh, the post related to Hale's podcast, the first post. And if you know it, first comment will get you up a little prize pack. Huh, buds? Yeah, nice little prize Swipe pack. up, like, right. subscribe. Yeah, like, subscribe. <laughs> and comment. we're going to... God, I love naming that video part. I thought we were going to miss it this, this episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I think it's kind of cool how there was almost like a re a rebirth of Hale after after Burton. The re-childborn birth. Like, it was a cool a cool transition there. What year did you leave Burton? Yeah, 2016, and then that, that winter. I mean, so all that happened, and then obviously, like, I had the whole summer and fall to think about, like, okay, well, uh, what do I do? You know, like, because before it was like, okay, hey, you're going to go here, do this, do that, film for this and go, you know, and, and I was like, that was my winner. And I was like, okay, this is all, this is all on me right now. And then that was the year, um, lick the cat made Vody. Oh yeah. Video so, of the year. So I was like, dude, this is so dope. Like I'm going to get to film with my friends all winter. Like this, I love this. Like, okay, I got a project to do. Like I'm going to travel with my best friends and we're going to go to all this stuff. And dude, it was like the funnest year I've ever had filming. Cause it was, we did whatever we wanted. Had the best premiere tour I've ever been on. I mean, our Lick the Cat premiere tour was better than the Burton ones, and we had probably <laughs> that much the money to do it. One fiftieth of the budget. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, like Skull Candy gave us an RV. Yeah, and we just drove around. That's <laughs> awesome, dude. It was so fun. You know what? I, I gotta I gotta tell you from my perspective as a person that doesn't drink anymore, I am vicariously living. Through you. It is like one of my, because I see a lot of people and they're like partying. They're going to like these like like hipster bars, like Twilight in Salt Lake and whatnot. I, and I see you out there and it's like you and Sage, like monster party. Like you're shitting your pants in front of Rob Gronkowski. Like it's like, and I'm just like, as a, as like a, a spectator, I'm just like, yes, somebody is is doing just it doing like this. for the people that can't and they're i love it dude. i feel I'm the same a- way man i look at your what goes on and listen to the stories and i'm just like dude that's what's up this guy's living the life yeah i mean you have these opportunities so like do this stuff it's like you're gonna do it you you're know? always at really cool things it seems like cool yeah, and events. i feel like that definitely too puts like a bit of stereotype on me for people to think it's like oh like you know zach just parties all the time and does all this stuff but it's like if you get the opportunity to go to this stuff, anyone's going to take it. Yeah. Like I would any hands down any day go to some bougie club and drink for free and have the time of my life than like go to some like weird dive bar and like spend a bunch of money and then go home. Like, that affects sure. your core score though, bro. The course, the core, yeah, the core score. core score. Let's talk core score. They're like, oh, he's wearing a monster scratch. He's I mean, whack. Dude, at the end of the day, like I could care less about my core well, score. Like, well, fuck your core score. When like, it's like, I would much rather be hanging out with Rob Gronkowski from the NFL 
shitting my pants like you're doing. Like, is yeah. that what happened? What, what Dude, happened that's there? A, uh, yeah, that's a crazy story. <laughs> like, that's honestly probably one of my best party stories I've ever had. It was... Let's get into it. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was last. Let's dive in. It was last. I mean, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but I'll tell this story. And <laughs> So we go to Vegas. It was Mons... No, it was Vegas Supercross Finals. And Monster's the headlining sponsor, the Monster Energy AMA Supercross. You know, so it's like they want us to come out, support Monster, party with them, have all this fun. And Sage and I are like, we always go to the Monster parties because it's like insane. It's the best time ever. And um, So we we were in Mammoth. We drive down to Vegas, get to Vegas, immediately just start, you know, you, you roll into Vegas. It's like you're hammering beers. You're, you know, you're waiting in line to check into your like hotel room. You're just taking shots. Like you're like, yeah. like, you know, sp- like, you know, white girl spring break. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, um, they so, roll the red carpet out for that too. Oh yeah. It's like, you, I mean, you don't pull your wallet out once, but then have like the most exclusive time you've had. And, um, yeah, so we, we go to the monster party, party, party all night at the club. I, you know, getting my boxers, getting the pool. Like I'm that guy all wet, you know, shaking my hair, (laughs) shotgunning beers. Partying like a rock star. You know? Yeah. It's like, and then next to us is like, like two boost downs, like Gronk. And then all the skaters are in this one. And then all the like people, like, you know, it's like they kind of separate all the athletes, but then for some reason, everyone kind of like, I don't know what it is. Like, cause we just party and have fun. So every, like our booth kind of is like the one to like, go off a little bit, oh, you know, nice. so like we feel cool and I'm drinking, I'm like gone at this point. And then time goes on late in the night. Next thing you know, I'm like sitting around a table. I'm like, okay, I'm with Rob Gronkowski, his bodyguard, his dad, his brother, a couple VPs from monster. And then me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't, and then like, I think I was with like two of my friends that were girls too at the time. And, um, I think like they want, they were, they didn't have any girls with them. So it's like, I kind of like looked cool. Cause I was like the guy with like girls and, but, yep. and, um, so we're all sitting around and I like, I don't know what happened. Just lost all motor function or something, but it's like, <laughs> I go to like, kind of like do the sneak fart, you know, like at the bar, oh. like we're all sitting at that table and I fully just shit my pants. Holy hell. No, nah, like, we're not talking a shark. We're talking you shit your pants like, fully. It, 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 I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a solid one, but it was like. Yeah. Mud. Mud. But wow. it was like pants full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it wasn't like, oh, I could go to the bathroom, kind of wipe my butt, play this one off. It was like, <laughs> it was like I'm, there's there's shit That's in That's what pants. we call code brown scenario. <laughs> you know, and I'm like brown. looking around, I'm like, there is no way this just happened. Like, you know, it's like five in the morning. So I'm like, hey, what do I do? What do I do? Like, I got to play this off, you know? So I just get up really quick. Don't say anything. Run up to my hotel room. Take my boxers off. Throw my shit boxers in the corner. Put my pants back on. Walk back downstairs, look to the left, see outside, broad daylight. Nice. (laughs) I'm like, then I go back and then, I mean, have a few more drinks at that dude. I think honestly it was like seven in the morning, seven 30 in the morning. And then whatever, go back to my hotel room and the story gets more insane. Wake up at like, I don't know, three in the afternoon, dead, you know, Sage, Sage, Vegas style. Yeah. Sage and our friends are in, we're in the lobby and they almost like called because they were like worried that I was like wasn't there. So then I, I roll downstairs and then Sage, you know, Sage and them all they're drinking bloodies, having like breakfast at three, Vegas style. And, you know, and I'm like, dude, I, I I'm dead. Like I'm done. I'm done. And Sage's like, no, no, drink this. Hands me this juice. And I think I think it's just orange juice, but it's uh orange juice, it's a screwdriver. Yep. Dumped vodka in it. So I just go to chug it. I'm like, oh God. 
in the middle of this restaurant in Vegas, like lobby, like I'm like, oh, I got water. I'm, this is coming up. I'm done. I'm done. Where do I go? I get out of the booth. I'm running around trying to find a trash can or something. And it's like right when the palms open and it's like the palms is like the hot, like where all the influencers went. And there was this influence. There was this table of like 20, like, you know, blonde brunette influencer girls. And I just... <laughs> projectile vomit <laughs> you know it's like middle of the restaurant no. I couldn't find anywhere because there's no bath like the bathrooms are like in weird spots yeah, they're always like that. no trash casinos. can so then like I go to like cover my face with my shirt puking out of my shirt like oh, I, I don't God. know what to do I'm looking around so I just run Run back up to the hotel room, take my shirt off, throw my throw my puke <laughs> shirt next to my boxers. shit boxers, <laughs> put a shirt back on. A lot of bodily fluids. <laughs> put my shirt back on, walk walk back downstairs, start drinking, have another full day, and we go to a pool party that day, and then I was just gooned by yacht at that point too. And then something happened, like there was like glass where the pool is, and I like put my ass cheeks on the glass and was like like putting like spreading my cheeks over the glass but it's like everyone below at the dance thing could look up and see so i'm like spreading sphincter like oh God, you, know, you know like i'm um, pink guy scenario yeah, like, but like but like guy. i'm in like my jean like jeans like in the pool yeah. you know at that point and so i get handcuffed dragged out oh, eight, no. 86 from the palms for life wow like, you're done like can't you can't, you're fired like, yeah you can't come back and then fall asleep, wake up, Sage and I drive back to Mammoth, and I'm like, dude, I haven't eaten a meal since I've got here. <laughs> <laughs> like, 48 hours, no food, just alcohol. And, like, I was, like, in the car shaking, you know, and, like, driving driving back to Mammoth, and I was like, I'm done. Go to Mammoth for this Red Bull event. It was, like, the Red Bull recharge, like a Ben Ferguson, Mark McMorris thing. Oh, uh, Okay. And so we go to this mammoth event straight off of like everyone watching our Instagram stories. Like, oh my God. You guys God. were killing it. Yeah, where are these guys yeah. right now? And then into the shoot in mammoth that I wasn't even invited to in the beginning, but like Sage was invited. I was like, oh, I'll go. And like, whatever, I'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. So what they did was they separated teams. So it was like yeah. a Ben Ferguson team, a Mark McMorris team, um, and whatever. So then you made a video. It was a video contest, made a video, put it out. Ben's like, hey, you're on my, you're on our team. And I was like, okay, dope, you know, straight off of partying. And then we ended up winning the video contest. <laughs> I remember so seeing sick. that sick like we, trick you did. That was dope. Wall ride the rail. Yeah, yeah the wall ride the rail. And yeah. then like, so they play. So how it was judged was T. Ricky T. Rice was judging the Shouts. video contest via FaceTime. And then our video wins, and I get the end of a clip in this video. And then T. Rice is like. And hail, man, that last clip was so sick. And in my head, I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, you know, like, I just like, okay, like, check the list. Like, just shit my pants in front of Rob Gronkowski. I'm trying to hit, like, 80-foot park jumps with Mark McMorris, Sebe, Sage, like, way out of my league. Yeah. And then the one rail feature there, I kind of teed up and then ended up T-Ricky giving me props at the end of the day. <laughs> That's called being on a wave right there. Yeah. You just caught a hell of a wave. All-star. Started with you shit in your pants. You know, I once read an article about Matthew McConaughey. He said, "Never trust anyone who doesn't have a good shit your pants story." Yeah, because that means they're a liar. That's true. That's yeah. You can't go through your life without yeah. shit in your pants. Uh, I mean, I tell that story to so many people. I'm like, can't believe you just told us that story. Man. Dude, that's Funny. the coolest like, thing yeah. about you, though, is the way you can go to a park shoot like that and do your thing, but then also go to the streets and. I want to. You're diverse, man. Yeah, I mean, I've always like. Just wanted to be able to snowboard on everything, so I've definitely like it's it's hard though like filming in the streets all year, 
And then going to these park shoots in spring with all these guys who've been writing X Games and US Open all winter. Yeah, your boys are like the best. <laughs> yeah, then I'm like, you know, and then I'm like standing up there, look left, Mark, look right, like Seb dudes, like look behind. You know, I'm like, I mean, this is what you guys do, you know? <laughs> like, you get in there, Hailstorm. We got to talk New Zealand, dude. I love that you're still going to New Zealand early season. And for Jossie's contest, can you take? Can you grab the fitted? Yeah, this is actually why you asked me to I need te- to text me and said, bring trinkets. I'm like, I don't want to fucking trinket. This, this guy, he do, he's riding with the big dogs over in New Zealand. And this hat puts on <laughs> this monster hat, like the biggest asshole hat of yeah. all time. That thing's incredible. You know, backwards, like deep. <laughs> everyone started calling me deep dish because it was like, deep you know, you're all, I got to throw this thing on. <laughs> throw it on. <laughs> <laughs> that like, deep if you're, like oh, I'm literally yeah. like this, you know, but then also, oh, no, you also the had these sunglasses. Look, look at the kit. You know, you so I'm like, you know, so I'm like up, up at this monster event in New Zealand, like deep dish, dude. Yeah. Respect. You know, and wow. Um, core score plummeting right now, mind you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, should core. be skyrocketing. It should be skyrocketing. Should be skyrocketing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, core score has always been plummeting. <laughs> <laughs> core score doesn't like get you very far. <laughs> Truth. Core score doesn't help with the mortgage payments. <laughs> yeah. Truth. Um, no, you know. So I'm up there, and like, you know, everyone's chucking dick, and I'm like. I think this is my time. You know, Sage, like, like Sage has been, been hyping up this, like, you're doing a double cork when you're down there. You're doing a double cork all summer. And that was, like, our party summer, too, where it was, like, we you guys partying. were gods. You, you were, were gods. <laughs> that was kind of, you know, because him and I both, like, were freshly single at that time to, like, sorry to kind of get off the subject, but be freshly single with your best friend at the same time yeah, for the summer dope. is insane. Yeah. So, anyways. I thought you guys just planned that. You're always... Seem to be making moves together like that. Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, it just happened. World of lines. I mean, dude, he's on. Yeah. I mean, Sage is honestly like, I mean, he's my brother. Like, I, he's more than my, he's more than my friend. Like, I don't know. I mean, but so as, as I was down there, you know, and I'm like, I just remember rolling into this big air jump, and this dude, the jump was like a hundred feet. You know, oh, it was, it was, it was a like Jacker. It was the one at Cardrona where like they do all the contests on, it, and there's been all these photos of people on it, and I'm like up there, I'm like. Deep dish. I'm like, um, <laughs> we had all this momentum. You were wearing that deep dish hat. Yeah, yeah we wow. the deep dish. We yeah. had all this momentum going, and then like that, like we were partying down there. And then my nickname was like Gator, and I had this like, <laughs> bl- like I had like this blown out eye vessel from throwing up. <laughs> you know, so like I'm like, and, and I had a mohawk. Or no, I had cornrows at the time. You know, so I'm like blown eye vessel, cornrows. You know, rolling into this contest, asshole monster hat. Yeah, rolling into this contest snowboard scene down there where everyone very like you know suit and tie and it's like corn road hail rolls in you know like wow like, i got this <laughs> roll in i did like i try i think it took me like five tries but dude just the feeling of like not eating a park jump for a while and then just like okay, shoulder shoulder you yeah. know and i remember i landed one and i just landed put my hands up and just rode straight to the bar <laughs> I was like, I'm done. <laughs> back to dubsky check we're yeah, going to the bar you no know, it's like it in that whole trip it was like dude and i got an award for it it was like jossie gave me like an award at the award show it was like and hail did his first double court <laughs> <laughs> so sick dude, that's um, insane that's, and that's what's so cool too is like you know really at the end of the day you know you you got you got knocked on your ass with the burton thing and then it seems, you know, obviously if anybody was to like want to player hate on you, when you put out trash, it's, it was, it's over. Like it's better than all the street <laughs> yeah, parts. Yeah, trash was dope. Like it's an insane part. It's like, sh- it, if you're a hail hater, you just have to shut the fuck up at that point because <laughs> dude, that part's incredible. What was your mentality going to that? I mean, definitely, dude, 
it might have been the double cork, to be honest. Yeah, you had momentum. You had <laughs> yeah, that like, momentum. Like, I did the double cork, and I was like, okay, like, you know, yeah. I'm, I still got it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but no, going into that winter, like, we did the LTC thing, and like, going into that winter, I was like, oh, no, like, what am I going to do? You know, like, like, don't really have, like, you know, not very many sponsors, still don't have a board sponsor, still don't have an outerwear sponsor, not, like, Monsters always had my back, Spice, Cole Candy for, like, buying me into movies. I'm like, oh, God, like, I don't know what to do. And then it was kind of funny. Germ was like, hey, why don't you do something like Method Mag in Europe? Like, oh, that's a good idea. And then kind of talked, kind of talked for a while. And then like January, it was January and still nothing was kind of like going on. I was like, oh no, you know, like who knows what's going to happen. Okay, I'm just going to go to Europe. I'm going to go film. Like I'm just going to go to, I'm going to go to Europe for a couple months and just go film. Like, mm-hmm. and then, so the ball started rolling on filming and then, um, and then it came together where it was like, hey, okay, we have money, we have support, we're going to, like, start making a project. And I was like, okay, like, I want this video to, like, I, w- I want to prove to myself that I could put something out that I want people to like. You know, like, I just, I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it, that I could, like, put out a video project that people kind of stepped back and were like, oh, whoa, like, you know, the whole Burton thing happened and then it was like, okay, Zach's putting out stuff. And that was my, men- and my mentality, honestly, with it, though, was like, I just want to go have fun and do whatever I want all winter because I've never been able to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that's because you were freshly single as well. So you're able to go to like Europe, <laughs> Europe for yeah, a yeah, long no, time. And that, and that was my first winter where I was single and yeah. I was like, you know what? I could go to Helsinki for two months and have the time of my life and film snowboard clips. You and do whatever you wanted, right? Yeah. There was <laughs> being in Helsinki stuff single. Stuff we can't fun. get into. <laughs> yeah. or I don't know if we can or can't. But it seems like, let's just say uh, from the nightlife, your confidence carried over to your riding. Yeah, I mean, to put it. I mean, nicely, I, you know, I was living that dream. It was like I'm filming, like I'm filming clips. I love. I'm partying. Like I'm in Europe. You know, like I don't have to go home. I can do whatever. And I'm still very fortunate to like have that opportunity, even without Burton, to like be able to do that. You know, and uh, yeah. So that that was my mentality, and and it's I mean, kind of just played out like no plan, and then. You said one of my favorite things I've heard somebody say that really stuck with me. I remember when we were filming together for that project. Yep. And you were killing it. And I think you said, like, it, it's time. And when my back's against the wall, I do my best. I noticed that the last couple of years, like, when my back is against the wall, like, I need, I know that, like, what I need to do. And, like, I will get it done. Like, yeah. I will achieve the goal that I need to achieve. And that was my goal in my head was, like, I want to put something out that I'm proud of. And, and that's all I wanted to do. I didn't care. I didn't care what came out of it. I didn't care if I got nothing out of it, like I just wanted to like put something out that I knew I didn't leave anything on the table. And honestly, like being with like you and like Harrison, it was like so comforting to like be around my friends that like had confidence in me that knew I could snowboard like that. Because I think your snowboarding is definitely limited to limited to the people you surround yourself with. Yeah. I mean, you look at like some video parts people put out when they're not snowboarding with their friends and it hurts them a lot. You know, like it hurts her snowboarding. It hurts her confidence. And I, I just had so much confidence with you guys because I would roll up to something and be like, like, you were there for that, like, drop off the roof to, like, front board thing I did. And, you know, it was, like, a joke at first. Like, we should hit that. I was like, you know what? Like, fuck it. I'm going to hit it. You know, but then, like, having you and Harrison down there being like, dude, you got it. You know, and I was like, I remember I just wanted to drop 50 it, drop 50 to it. And I was like, I feel like we need to do more. And then did a board side. And I was like, I feel like I could front board. And I remember, like, you being like, dude, front I mean, you've been front boarding since you were a fetus <laughs> you know? what I said, yeah, yeah like something like that and like i did <laughs> i think you, know? you front boarded the umbilical cord on the way out <laughs> <laughs> but just having that confidence like filming is like so important i think and I, honestly like i give you and harrison like a lot of credit for like my like 
my confidence snowboarding that year, like those trips, because I was just able to like, like, damn, like these guys believe in me. So like, I'm believing in myself more. Like I could do this. And appreciate I'm it. like forever well, grateful for I'll that. I'll tell you, it, awesome. from our, I really appreciate that. That means a lot. And we could see you, you were in that window of like that, that I always talk about the snowball of confidence, but you're just every day you're getting a clip and just building on that. And then the next day you get a clip and I don't know, it feels cool. And it's always been this mentality. It's not about like, I've had a, a lot of shine in my life, but it's always nice to take a step back and help other people and have the mentality. If one guy gets a shot, we all get a shot, you know, and working together for like a project or wanting to help you for your project. It, it feels good sometimes to be like, all right, this is this dude's time to shine. Let's, let's make sure he gets the clips. It was like us together. You know, yeah, it's not like you're fun. like trying to like, we're not like on the same team trying to fight, you know, broke back to the broken pool stick thing, trying yeah, to fight Burton. for a spot. True, it's like, true, yeah. it's like, we're just snowboarding, having fun. And like, I'm hopefully going to make this video project that I, who knows if it's going to come out, you yeah. know, like, and that was, re- it was received well, right? So many people said so many good things about it. And like, I just, I'm so grateful about that too, you know, because it was this project that I didn't know what was really going to happen. I just snowboarded came up with like some name called trash great name <laughs> you know and like That's i wasn't even sh- i wasn't even sure about the name you know because it's like oh god it's gonna be so easy for people to hate on this you know it's like oh well that's funny it's called trash because it is trash you know within sage was the one that was like dude if you're so hyped on your footage call it trash yeah and I was like, you know what fuck it i'm calling it trash yeah that, that was an incredible part and um and it seems like you've kind of just been building on that you know to keep it moving but this year you know you did the x games real snow and that was that w- that was incredible. How did that how did that end up? Yeah, not like I don't know, rolling off of like the um, rolling off of trash into that, you know, I had a bunch of confidence. Like I was like I'm getting to snowboard how I want, like I feel good, I'm healthy. And then I got to do X Games real snow and um you know, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. And it's kind of crazy cuz I feel like some people turn that opportunity down, which I I mean, I get it, <clears> but you know, your core is core. But at the end of the day, it's like you're you have sponsors and they want you to do the X Games. The X Games is the biggest platform besides the Olympics for snowboarding and street snowboarding. Like, that is the biggest platform for street snowboarding to get to the general public because a lot of people don't understand what we do. I try to explain it, and they're like, oh, I don't get it. You know, it's like, you know, but then, like, people could watch ESPN and see Real Street and be like, oh, okay, I get it now. They explain it. And technically, you get a medal, so you can say uh, I'm an X Games medalist. Yeah. (laughs) So what'd you get there? Let's, Let's see this. Yeah, bro. Bring that. How'd you lip. do? First of all, what what what'd you get? Got silk. Got silver. Second. Second. It's not, it's not gold like yours. Second. Yes. You he's, got, he's got a gold. Right? Oh, you only got silver, huh? <laughs> yeah. Let me see what I, I actually. Let me see what I got here. Oh, this is oh. actually what gold looks like. <laughs> yeah. Well, yours is a little duct tape on it. Eh? Yeah, I actually broke it partying. I actually done this garage floor. It is that actually yeah. gold and silver? These things. I mean, plated. Look at you guys! Uh, a couple of I gotta like you. I got a couple of X Games medalists here. I'm still kind of waiting for dude, like I'd... my night out at the bar with this thing. You're not taking <laughs> off. Medal, dude. No. I've definitely done that. If you're gonna do that, hit up Maddie Mo and go to the club. That's I had the night of my you, life. You wore yours he, out. He was uh, like he was playing. Um, the year I won, I remember I went out. I think it was for my birthday, and he was playing "All I Do Is Win" by DJ Khaled, <laughs> and I had my medal in the club like a complete asshole it was oh, so man. where were you the time of my life though it was like one of those clubs downtown in salt lake that's so all i do is win 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 no matter what <laughs> stand up he's that like one. hitting air horns every two seconds well, yeah. dude, that's like it's funny because like sage and i were talking about like with like we were hyping you up and we're like dude that's why like chris has done so well in his career because he doesn't care what people think like like seriously i mean like you you put out part like dude it's like you wear a i mean like patriots jersey 
snowboarding. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Most hated so, team in most all hated, sports. You know, and you're, you just have such a personality on TV that people could relate to. And that's like something I think is really important is that actually like you're so relatable and like it shows. He's passionate that. about what he likes. He's so it's passionate like, about if you don't like just, it, well, whatever, fuck you. But this is what I like, and that's it, me. Yeah, and that's why, and yeah. that's why you've done so well in your career. And I feel like people kind of forget to be themselves. That, and you are prime example of that you've been yourself. You're unapologetically yourself, and I feel like you're comfortable in your own skin. Where a lot of people are trying to fit into this little box, but they you know, don't know keep, what their skin needs to be like. Yeah, they're, they're the ever changing. Change it. It's like trend every, skin. Yeah, the coarse trend skin. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like you just everyone tries to fit in and like be this person that's like relevant to like a hundred people. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, it's it doesn't help small, anything. Yeah, straight up. As, um, we're, as we're talking like this, with yeah, we're in the you chair, guys are wearing your medals. I know yours like, got to like. It I looks need like, to get a medal. You, you want to run this thing for a bit? I'll buddy? Wear a medal Here, for you a put this one on. Let's put both of these things on. Where are my medals at? It's glass. It's glass. It looks like they kind of downgraded on mine as yours went on. Yours is pretty nice. This is what should be up, man. Win, 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 win. That's what's up. Where's Maddie Mo? Can we get Maddie Mo? That's how we do it. Ice so down medallion, son. <laughs> well, let's this, talk yeah, this is what's up. Yeah, like rolling into rolling into real snow, I just like was like, okay, you know what? Like I snowboard my best when I do what I want. Yeah. And that's what I did. Like coming into the winter, I was like, I'm gonna snowboard exactly how I did last year. X games, no X games, exactly how I want to snowboard. I'm not gonna be pressured to hit anything I don't want to hit. I'm not gonna like try to like be this cool guy snowboarder and hit things that are like not that cool. You know, I'm just like I like I like going fast. I like hitting big things and I like scaring myself. It worked. I mean, it's like I had, I filmed some of the best clips I've ever filmed my entire life. And I'd be super proud of that part. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I am. I'm, I'm proud. Like, I'm just, I'm hyped that like how well is received too. You yeah, know? People said you had that perfect balance of what X Games wants and what a rail rider, rider wants to see, you know, and that was really cool. And like just filming with Meyer too. It's like Meyer's He's the yeah. realist. He's the guy. And, and that's the thing is Myers had my back for so long and like being able to film with him, it's like he knew what I was capable of doing. And I just, I wanted, I wanted him to do well too in the contest because he gets a medal. Yeah, he got, too. He he got a medal. medal. Yeah, yeah. He got he a medal. Oh my but, God. But like, I so know sick. like Meyer would have, Meyer can have a lot of X Games medals because he is one of the best filmers and filmer and editors around, you know, and humans. Yeah. And human. It's just like, he, he's the guy. And I was so lucky to be with him and shout out Meyer. Like, thank you so much for like doing that with me like it was so we had such a good time and like you pushed me and like you know if i did something that was kind of not good you're like yeah you know like, he's not gonna sugar you know it. maybe you should do it again like he would tell you what's up yeah and like i definitely fought back on a few things and like i definitely put a couple things in there that are a little questionable but at the end of the day it's like dude you spend 10 hours on a trick it's like god like i'm over it i'm yeah. taking that one done let's talk about yeah, the let's um talk the about debacle. the rocks there's a rock <laughs> explain, debacle. explain the debacle I, because it's the best deba- it's suit it's the funniest debacle, like, um, so it was, the, it was the first spot of the year. I roll, go to Minnesota, hit the triple kink. It was like the opening shot, right? Like backlip that triple kink. It's a famous rail. A bunch of people have hit it. Brett Kulos back when 80 onto it. Like Ethan Dice 50, 50 did and standing sideways. You know, there's been a lot of tricks. I, Cooper front boarded it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Two years ago now. But, um, yeah, so I'm, like, hitting it. All right, I, I roll up to it, look at it. I'm like, okay, there's three inches of snow in Minnesota. It's December. And I'm like, okay, there's these gnarly boulders on the side of it, like huge boulders that aren't aren't an issue in the middle of the winter because everyone covers them up anyways. So yeah, it's like. There's 
eight inches of snow. Yeah, and I looked at it, and I was like, hey, like, maybe, can I cover these up? And then I kind of, like, moved them around. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm moving them. Like, I want to backlift this thing. Like, I don't want to hit my head on a rock for an un it's like it's taking an unnecessary risk it's like risk over rewards like why wouldn't you move these move <laughs> you the know no people cover them anyways it's of not course. like you know i didn't do something like crazy weird but anyway so moved the rocks moved them over um had a all-day battle i was exhausted at the end of the day i looked at i i was with a bunch of people in minnesota and i was like Fuck, i should probably like move these rocks back you know to be respectful because i am like that guy, like I clean my stuff up. Like I don't want to leave things a mess because someone has to clean it up at the end of the day. Someone has to repaint that. Someone has to do this. Yeah. You know, and then everyone's over it. Like, dude, like just leave the rocks. It's a dirt hill. Like whatever. It's oh, everyone snow. told you to leave the rocks. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like everyone was in, in agreement. It's like, fine, leave the rocks, clean all the snow up, clean the lip up, unshovel the stairs. It's going to be winter. It's going to snow. They're going to be covered. Yep. It literally rocks eight inches over. Yep. You know, it's not a big deal. Yep. Yeah. So then the winter's going on, I'm filming, and then all of a sudden I, like, look at Instagram, and <laughs> I get this tag from some fucking snowboard meme account, like, some whack snowboard meme account that was like, was like, what's up with this, Zach Hill? Don't clean up your shit. It's like, and then someone else had hit the rail after me, so they left their lip set up, and obviously the rocks were still there. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, it's people like you that, like, get snowboarding oh, banned from these go. places, and, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, can't wait for, like, another rail to be knobbed you know and then obviously like i feel like people love if my entire snow worker i feel like people just love to hate on me yeah like it is sure. what it is i mean i'm very confident person like i could give a shit less what someone says about me over like somewhere else you know it's like dude you're sitting on your phone like yeah finding a reason to hate for no reason yeah but, so anyways and then there's this comment thread just goes you know it's like you know and obviously the snowboard meme page this kid it's like some like like probably kids sitting in his mom's basement. It's like, oh, this is, I'm getting so much attention. Yeah, he was this loving awesome. it. Like, oh, it's like, you know, and it's like some people, <laughs> you know, he's probably like. Fuck him. Oh, yeah, it's like. Crabs I mean, even like giving him, <laughs> I hate giving him attention right now. Like, yeah. you know, because it's like so pointless. But, um, yeah, and this comment starts coming up and like people start commenting the stuff that I thought were my friends and I see this oh, stuff. Really? And I'm like, dude, like, what? Okay. Like, you, that sucks. Like. You know, it's like, we were cool, and yeah, now like you just, like, homies. go off. I mean, they weren't, like, my actual homies, but, like, they're cool to my face. Yeah. They just go off on this comment thread, and I'm just like, dude, like, it's, you know, and, and honestly, it kind of sucks at the same time, because it's like, I feel like I've, like, with the winter before, I've tried so hard to get the stereotype off my back. The that, like, core score is going down, bro. Yeah, core, core score. But, dude, <laughs> it, sometimes it gets to you, though, like. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you're doing you, and that's fucking rare. Yeah, and that's cool. Nobody, you're actually Zach Hale. A lot of people out there are just trying to be the fucking next trendy dude. And the thing that I think's like, the, when I hear that, it's just like, the thing I'm just sick of is just outrage culture. It's like these people, they're not gonna, they're not gonna post excited, oh, look at Zach Hale's new part. Holy shit, he did all this crazy shit. Oh, he moved some rocks. Let me get an outrage culture. Let me fucking type into my keyboard. Let me fuel the hate. It's like they're down to, uh, you know, burn whoever at the stake. They, you know, they can come together for that, but they can't come together positively, you know? And it's just crabs in a bucket. It's just crabs in a bucket pulling each other down. They're not feeling good. They're gonna pull you down. You just got to keep doing you, dude. You're fucking killing it. <laughs> no, you know, I'm don't worry sure. about those dudes. Yeah. You know? Trying to film real snow and like have way other things going on in my life. You know, it's like water heater at one of my houses goes out in January and I need to like get that fixed and like yeah. looking at getting worked up about like some kid commenting about me moving rocks over. And it's like, that's the only thing you could hate on me in that video part for is moving those rocks. Then so be it. Because so be it. guaranteed every single one of those people in that comment thread has changed a spot 
to make it rideable. Everybody does. If it's Everybody cutting, so, oh, what, so you, you're not going to cut a branch out of a tree? Yeah. Same thing. You're not, like, how many fences have you cut? How many chains have you cut? How many support beams have you cut out ruined, of rails? Ruined like, spots. Ruined. Yeah. Like, you know, completely, a, like, vandalism. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's oh, part you're, of the game. you're going to hate on me for, like, moving some boulders over. You like, think it's because like, it, people just like to hate on you and you don't know why? It's just whatever it is. I mean, I is. think, I think I just have that stereotype is like that young Burton kid making money. Yeah. Know? And yeah. it's like, I've, I've definitely tried to, like, work that off my back because I mean I know I was that person it's hard not to be that person but like I've definitely tried to like I, I mean I'm older I mean I'm 27 I've yeah. mellowed out a lot like I don't want to be that person you know so it's like but yeah and I feel like people kind of just like hold on to that and Meyer and I talked about it all winter too because I'm like dude why does everyone like <laughs> like to hate on me yeah. so you know what though you can the, take it though, for, for what it is, is at, a, at the end of the day most people are so sensitive you always like you take it so well when people yeah. give you shit and that's the fucking admirable trait, like younger brother syndrome. I call it when you're used to getting beat up your whole life. Oh yeah, I, mean, I have it. three older brothers. Exactly, yeah, like and I so you're, you can hang. You can hang, and a lot of people are so sensitive, dude. And you're, and so at the end of the day, you got to just like we're talking about something we shouldn't even be wasting our breath on, to yeah. be honest. Because what you're doing, like, let's talk about the fucking part, dude. It's insane. Like, yeah, the that real, part. You got a goddamn sick, X Games silver medal against the heavy hitters, dude. It's like yeah. insane. You should be so proud of that. No, I'm so and I'm so stoked about that. Like. I mean, that was another thing. I went going to real snow. I was like, I just want to put out something that I'm proud of, and I didn't leave anything on the table. And like, dude, Meyer and I grinded. You guys like, grinded three that. months of just like nonstop. Like, I was so beat up after, and like the snow conditions this year were terrible. They were and awful. The, and the yeah, corona, it was a rough year. It was so bad. Like, there was yeah. no snow anywhere. Like, I kept having to go back to these places that are just getting completely shit all over. Yeah, just beat down. Yeah, and then like the whole coronavirus started happening, and it was just it was a tough winter. But like, dude, we put it we put it together. We did it, and like. I'm so thankful to, like, walk out with a medal. Like, I don't care what medal it is. Like, I'm just hyped to place. Mm-hmm. And, like, dude, yeah. Rene's part, like... Yo, you can't, you can't hate on that Rene part. I it's mean, incredible. visually stimulating, you know? Like, I'm a photographer. I watch that, and I'm just like, dude, this would have loved to shoot that. Would have loved to shoot that. I mean, he's I mean same so with a lot good. of stuff you did, too, though. And, like, dude, and you shot some big dog stuff. And that's, that's the type of snowboarding I like to do. Like, I like to hit big things. I don't like to yeah. hit, like, this, like... I feel like there's a trend in snowboarding right now where it's, like, super mini golf stuff. Yeah. Like, Scare yourself. Like, would, you, hard des- would you describe as a it as a big bank take little bank situation? <laughs> 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 Definitely no big bank around here. <laughs> that might, uh, might be little bank trying to fight for big bank. <laughs> no, I mean, I just want. I don't know. I mean, I you want to go big, dude. Yeah, Fuck it. and just like, say it. No, yeah, I want to hit. I want to. Yeah, want to go and big. As, as a shoot it. photographer, I want to shoot that shit. Like, man, I like scaring dope. myself. Like, that's what I've always. Maybe done that's another man. reason you get shit sometimes. Is some of these kids don't like to go big. They don't want to be forced to go big. Because they want to do what's trendy. And it's yeah. like, God, it's like, dude, just be different a little bit. Like, there's a whole world of snowboarding out there. And I feel like snowboarding is so, like, it's just stuck right now. Yeah. You know, it's like, be, be, get out of the core bubble. Like, be, be relevant yourself. to people. Because yeah. that's what's going to help everyone in the core and outside of the core. Well, yeah, we can't I mean, that's a whole stuck. other subject, but we I mean, can't I, stay stuck here. Yeah, we need to I mean, forward. obviously, people fuck with you. Your gram slaps, dude. Yeah, I mean, people got, are down. You, that's a pretty good indicator. So, well, and that's another thing. You know, it's like people hate on the Instagram thing. It's like that's what you get paid to do nowadays. True. I hate to say it, but sponsors look at those numbers, and they're oh, like, it's "Very important." What What is this guy bring? We're paying him X amount of dollars. What is he bringing to the table? And it's like, if you're gonna get hated on for being like, "Oh, hey, like check out this." new snowboard that's out and I'm riding like it's that's awesome you know and it's like oh you're gonna like post that you know, yeah like, like oh like 
That's how you get paid. It's yeah. your job. You get a number put in front of you to just hit post on Instagram. Like, yeah, I'm going to take it. Yeah. Would, you, would like, you rather work a nine to five or work a shitty job or post this on Instagram? And if you want to work the shitty job, respect. But most people given that opportunity are going to post the thing on Instagram. Yeah. Right? And I feel like people hate on it because they've never had that opportunity. And, and it sucks. Like, it's annoying. Like, you know, you're posting on Instagram. Like, yeah. But I mean, Instagram day, sucks, but it is what it is. I mean, it's, dude, a it's, it's advertising. Yeah, it's marketing and. Yeah, you're speaking to people. Yeah. I enjoy some of the shit you post, the party stuff, the party stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, keep in the posting. Summer, that. Yeah, I you love keep watching me alive that. in the but summer. Yeah, you got to like, like fill it in. Yeah. <laughs> if you could just exclusively post party stuff yeah. for me, that would actually I like be to ideal. see where you're at, what you're doing, and be like, damn, <laughs> dude, it's it's so funny. I mean, definitely, like you post so much stuff, and people see so much of your life, and they think they know you, but at the end of the day, it's like. Like, people probably think all I do is, like, in the summer, party, party. and drink, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just, like. I just post that stuff. <laughs> Outside like looking in. Actually, a- you're, like, basically a, land, a slumlord yeah, fixing like, water heaters. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's like I'm over here, like, ripping up sprinkler systems. And, like, put, <laughs> and you know, it's like, hell yeah, I'm going to, like, go out on the weekend of these monster parties and get trashed and post about it. Like, you could be whoever you want on Instagram. Yeah, know? really. You only show them the good moments or what the moments you want. Yeah. And control. That's all. Just a whole thing too. It's it. just good to clear the air and like. Obviously, you're one of the realest dudes that me and Stone know. You know. And yeah, I'm te- team Hailstorm. We're <laughs> fucking I'm team Hailstorm. Te- yeah, two two Hailstorm fans <laughs> right over here. Yeah. We one might be two. your biggest fans. <laughs> and so yeah, big fan, big fan over here. Long time listener, big time fan. Um, but yeah, man, we're we're stoked we're able to have this conversation with you and just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Don't listen to those fucking haters, man. Keep going, <laughs> Team Hailstorm. Throw this asshole fucking flex fit hat on and give her some yeah. hell. <laughs> keep it going. I feel like the hate means you're doing something right. Personally, yep. yeah, I mean, that's yeah. like a good motto to live by. Just in ever in life in general, just do you, do, do you, stay in your lane, do you, stay in your lane. <laughs> All right, it's been real, everybody. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, We'll see you next week with another episode of The Bomb Hole, over and out. Damn, that was a good one, man. Stoked on that. Hope you all enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed making it. Chris, what do you think, man? And it was fun to sit down and chat with a dear friend of mine, Hailstorm. Really enjoyed that one. You know, also, just to let you guys know in the description... We got all kinds of links to the stuff we're talking about. Don't be afraid to do the screenshot post on the gram. We really appreciate that. What else, buds? Please subscribe too, man. It all it all helps us out a lot, and we'll keep pumping these out as long as you guys keep listening to them. The love and support from you guys is just, it's fucking incredible. So we can't thank you enough for that. And uh, next week, man, the episode we got next week is going to be crazy. So Big episode. Every Wednesday, we're going to keep them coming. Peace. All right, we appreciate you guys. See you next week.